Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast is Howard Drescher. All right, welcome. Welcome to the third, third show in a row of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course, Facebook, DistractedDB, and iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts is where you can find all my shows that I've done before in the past and what I'm going to do in the future. So here we are. It is now New Year's Eve 2020. We're about to kick out the trash. The trash year of 2020. Going to 2021 in a positive note. We want to go out in a positive note and hopefully everyone can understand that and hopefully we can have a good positive year of 2020. I believe in the good stuff that's going to happen in 2020. I don't know everything. It's just what I believe, what I hope that will happen. I got to tell you this, though. Uh, yesterday, yesterday's show, I told you I went home last night. Or the night before. I'm losing track of days when I do these shows back to back to back. Uh, plus with all my other work that I've been doing at my office and everything. But uh, it seems like I went home and I uh, I got home around 9.30. I uh, cracked open the mic around quarter to ten. Did the show. I posted something on, on the website or on my uh, on my Twitter that a and Facebook that I am doing the show. I just did the show, um, and at the time I did it, I was thinking to myself, okay, what would be the theme of tomorrow's show? As yesterday's show was themes about bad people, bad drivers. So I took that as that's what it is, and I got a couple of comments back from that. Uh, people are wondering. You have bad, harsh comments about locking up a guy, you know, who did something like they did on a hit and run. On a hit and run, yeah, I'm going to say lock him up. When you get chased, and correct me if I'm wrong, and of course I did not get with, I did not get with uh, my uh, myself actually earlier today to kind of recap this, but 
the way I understand it, if, if you crash your vehicle and then because the police is chasing you and you end up giving foot chase, sure, later you turn yourself in, you left your registration in the car, they're going to find you anyways. Why are you even going to run? And you did what you did, sure. The woman and the child, is, you know, the baby in a stroller um, are okay. They are alive. Uh, so they're fine with that. Uh, I'm good with that. They're alive. But the idea is that you did something wrong and you took off and ran. So if I went into your business, whoever sent me this, if you have a business, and I just walk in, take a bunch of cookies, donuts, whatever you got on the shelf, a couple of six packs of beer, soda, walk out and not pay. Hey, you know what? It's okay. I don't need to be locked up for that because, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. Or what if I came in drunk doing that? Would that be okay to you? So I say lock them up. Look, they could have been, they could have lost their life. Okay, so my question to you would be very simply this. What if it was your family? What if it was your family, you know, that got injured? You're going to pay for the hospital bill? Right now it's not a great time to be going into the hospital because you got people with COVID-19 in there. People, uh, they've talked about it on the news. Um, my neighbor is a nurse, to tell you the truth, and she tells me it's definitely pretty bad. Uh, what they're telling you on the news is the truth. I used to think it was, you know, you know, not so much the truth until she told me, no, Howard, it is bad. Uh, she works up in an ER area. She does deal with this kind of stuff, and I believe her. I've known her for years. But the thing is this. If it was your family, would you want them going into the hospital right now? Would you want them to pay a hospital bill for something that they had no plans on spending that kind of money anyways because they weren't in the wrong? Unexpected costs there. Unexpected costs, totally unexpected. Now they got to shell out money. So I guess if they were to get a stimulus check, say if it was the 2000 not saying it is, so we end up, they get the stimulus check, so that money's gone. They can't use it to pay bills because they got to pay the hospital bills. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's why I say what I say when it comes to all this. It's just the bottom line. That's the way it is. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Again, I'm your host, Howard Drescher. Hey, but on a lighter note, some people, they do like my stories that I go back in the archives and tell stories about my childhood days, and I appreciate that. I kind of wonder. Let me look at this. You know, looking at this right now, I wonder if it's a classmate of mine. And of course, we got some. You know, we got some other people checking in too. Uh, so, I got people from New York checking in on the show. I got people from Chicago, Chicago checking in, and I appreciate them for checking in and everything. Of course, California's checking in. Uh, Nevada's checking in. Uh, I got a lot of friends in Nevada that, that listen to the show. All right, again, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Again, I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. Uh, yeah, today's show is going to be just a little bit different. I'll tell you more about it when I get back. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com. 
We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Honey! Are you ready to go to the party? We're late. Uh, what? Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll be ready in five minutes, babe. Really? Can you get off the phone? I'm already ready. We're going to be late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm almost done. Uh, we'll, we'll... Let's go. Come on. Okay, honey. Let's go. Can you be ready next time? I feel like I'm always ragging on you to get ready for these types of parties. Yeah. Isn't the man supposed to be waiting on the lady yeah, anyway? I'm, I'm sorry, babe. I, I know I say this all the time, but I, I promise next time, I really, 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 really promise next time I'll be ready and I'll be ready to go by the time you get home. Gosh. <laughs> oh, uh, let me see who that is. I'm waiting to see if my friend is actually going to be at this no. party. No! Leave your phone alone. You know that scared me last time. You nearly hit someone walking in a crosswalk. What? No, you're crazy. Look, what? I told you don't tell me what to do. I got this. Stop the car! Stop it now. I... I just can't be with someone who doesn't care about my life, not to mention their own. Uh, babe, wait, wait, come back! Uh, this... this isn't happening, is it? Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Again, I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and, of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and, of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. Listen to all my archive shows at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that the Michigan State Police has a harsh warning for you. Oh, yeah. They have a hard warning for you. It's a hard, harsh warning because, look, this is something that is preventable, but yet people still do this. So they're putting people on notice in Detroit. When things like this happen, they're taking the, pro, uh, the proper steps to get, get it rectified right away. And I think if more states would step up to the plate and get things done like this, we would be in a lot better place than we are right now. All right, again, this story comes from 
Uh, ooh, wow, I forgot who I even wrote it down. Who was it from? Oh, it's uh, NBC4 in Michigan, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound, and I apologize for messing that one up today. And a tragic loss of life on I-94 in Detroit this morning. A Camaro slammed into the back of an SUV, killing the two people in the Camaro and the driver of that SUV. Priya Mann spoke with Michigan State Police following their investigation of an accident with troubling circumstances. After three people died in a suspected drunk driving crash, Michigan State Police aren't holding back, saying the decision to get behind the wheel after you've been drinking isn't a tragedy, it's preventable. I don't want to say it's tragic because I think that gives people an out. Uh, this was somebody that got behind the wheel and killed himself and, and two other people. Uh, that's not tragedy, that's, that's stupidity. State police say speed and alcohol were factors in a violent crash that left three people dead on a Detroit freeway. There's no reason now in today's day and age, especially with the pandemic going on, uh, to be out there driving uh, under the influence. The crash happened on I-94 in Outer Drive just before 2 Monday morning. State police say the driver of a Chevy Camaro was speeding when he rear-ended a Mercury SUV heading in the same direction. This is the one crime we could make go away today if people did not get behind the wheel impaired. State police say a 38-year-old man driving the Chevy Camaro was drunk. He died, as did a 38-year-old woman in the passenger seat. The 61-year-old driver who was rear-ended was also killed. Just weeks before Christmas, three families now grieving because one person decided to drink and drive. There's uh, two families out there, three families out there that possibly uh, will never have the same experience in life again because their loved ones are gone. In Detroit, I'm Priya Mann, Local 4. All right, again, that's uh, NBC4, local NBC4 in Detroit, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But like he said, it's it's not a tragedy, it's stupidity. And quite honestly, to tell you the truth, I kind of agree. And if you think about it, I mean, if you really think about it, you got Uber, Lyft, you got cabs, and, of course, you can also stay at home. You do not need to go ahead and uh, you don't need to go ahead and... Um, actually go out drinking and driving anymore you just don't even drink or if you can drink you can drink from home you don't need to go out um it's much easier that way i think in the long run and that will be just i mean those, at least that's how i see it if you stay home and drink not a problem not an issue you're not driving you're not doing anything you get behind the wheel now you got some serious problems all right when we come back my own personal montage of crashes that happened just in the weeks before christmas We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. 
Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Again, I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And, of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV. And, of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. You can get the show on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Okay, so basically what I've done, I compiled a list, or uh, uh, not a list, but I compiled audio sound from several different outlets. And I appreciate them all for allowing me to use the sound. I put it together in a montage, and I wanted to play that. And I got this all basically from, like, really around December 15th to really, like, last night. I did the last couple of pieces last night. These crashes and everything are all preventable. So here it is from several different TV outlets, and I appreciate everyone for allowing me to use the sound. A Newport Beach woman accused of driving drunk and killing the parents of three little Santa Ana girls finally faces a judge roughly two weeks after the incident. Grace Coleman appeared via short-circuit TV from jail as her attorney tried to get her out on bail. Well, the judge denied it, saying she has two other DUI cases on her record. CBS2 Orange County reporter Michelle Gili has an inside look at the case. Grace Coleman, 20HF1932. Grace Coleman, the Newport Beach murder suspect, appeared on video from the jail as her lawyers tried to convince a judge to grant her bail. Two weeks ago, the 22-year-old allegedly drove drunk and rammed a Range Rover into a Santa Ana family, killing the mother and father. Coleman's blood alcohol, according to Deputy District Attorney Jennifer Walker, was 0.22, two and a half times the legal limit. For the first time, we're hearing more about Coleman's whereabouts that night. At the brewery where she was prior to driving the vehicle, she consumed several mixed drinks and is on video falling into a bush. She's transported by a person to the safety of her home, did not drive and chose to then get in her vehicle within minutes of arriving home and within 10 minutes drove and killed two people and, and very seriously injured three other children. Coleman's lawyers asked the judge to set bail at a million dollars, the amount typically given for murder defendants. But the DA shared threats that Grace Coleman made about hurting herself and about fleeing, as well as concerns the DA has about her home life. Coleman's parents, according to officials, support her. When the search warrant was executed at her residence, there was alcohol in her room. 
Her father was present and he was drinking when the search warrant was executed. And he also has a prior conviction for DUI. Defense attorney John Barnett said that if Coleman was released on bail, she'd be admitted to a 24-hour alcohol treatment facility. All of the concerns that the people raised about her environment, that her there's alcohol in the home, and all of those things, all of those concerns may be addressed if the court conditions her release to a to true recovery in, um, in Newport Beach. Bail was denied. The DA says that Grace Coleman is accused of being involved in two other recent events involving alcohol and driving. One was just three and a half months ago. In Orange County, Michelle Geely, CBS 2 News. This morning, police in Yonkers are investigating a deadly car crash. A witness reports multiple people were killed. Video from the scene appears to show at least two cars were involved in the crash, including one that appears to have been torn in half. There are lots of police and emergency vehicles at the scene. This crash happened last night at about 1030 near Culver Street and Riverdale Avenue. No word yet on what caused the accident. A deadly crash at the San Ysidro port of entry held up traffic at the border this afternoon. Authorities say a man in his 20s hit two Mexican pedestrians, then crashed and died moments later. ABC 10 News reporter Mimi Alcala joins us with how this wild scene unfolded right near the border into San Diego. Traffic here at the San Ysidro port of entry is back to normal tonight after a deadly crash involving a 27-year-old from California. This was the scene Tuesday afternoon at the San Ysidro port of entry. CHP officers say at about 2 p.m., a 27-year-old man from Santa Ana, California, was attempting to cross into the U.S. When officers say he drove across the port of entry at a high rate of speed, crashing straight into a metal swing arm barricade. He died at the scene. Sky 10 capturing the destroyed gray sedan he was driving as it sat in the number 28 lane while authorities investigated. Tijuana police say before that crash, the car also hit a 70-year-old man and a 49-year-old woman who was in a wheelchair on the Mexican side of the border. Witnesses say the two victims were working as street vendors. You can see the mangled wheelchair left in the road. The two were taken to the hospital to be treated for their injuries. We are told the two victims are expected to survive their injuries. At this point, we don't have any additional information on the driver or why he was trying to speed through here. Of course, we will follow this closely and bring you any updates as we get them. Reporting at the San Ysidro Port of Entry, Mimi Alcala, ABC 10 News. Marissa, thanks. Breaking news. First this morning, a violent two-car crash in Yonkers. It's left multiple people dead. Police are on the scene at the intersection of Riverdale Avenue and Culver Street, and that's where Pix 11's Anthony DiLorenzo is live right now with the very latest on an overnight tragedy. Anthony. And John, a horrific crash that's left at least one vehicle just split in half from the impact of these two cars colliding. Uh, at this point, police are just saying that multiple people were killed. However, uh, social media reports uh, that up to four young men possibly dying in this accident here overnight where police are still investigating the circumstances of it all. We do know the tragic scene unfolded around 930 last night on Riverdale Avenue, just over the Bronx border here in Yonkers. As you can see, 
one of the cars ripped apart. Another white Infinity appears to be involved too, but we spotted Mayor Mike Spano here on scene getting a briefing from Yonkers police. Lots of loved ones also rushing over to the tragic scene to grieve the loss of the victims, some of which are reportedly uh, pretty young. However, the only confirmation that we're getting from police at this hour is that multiple people were killed here. A neighbor describes hearing the wrenching scene. I heard a very loud noise, unusual, never didn't know what it was. So I go outside, look through the window because I live nearby and I saw a guy running. Oh my God, oh my God. Police have spent the last few hours here on scene mapping out this uh, crash investigation to try and determine what led up to this crash that killed so many people here uh, right now we're waiting for additional details from police it does appear that they are beginning to clean up the crime scene and reopen riverdale avenue we'll let you know we're live in yonkers i'm anthony di lorenzo pix 11 news there's a complete emptiness life just doesn't feel right a mother's grief after this devastating crash on Alligator Alley leaves her without a son. Wyatt Lo Cicero Gritch was just 15 years old when the car he was in crashed into an oil tanker. Wyatt was ejected from the car. Tonight, four months later, the teen driving that car is now locked up in the Collier County Jail. Thanks for watching NBC2. I'm Peter Bush. And I'm Christina Mendez. NBC2's Megan Myers is getting answers on why it took so many months to make an arrest. Nearly four months after the crash, the accused driver, 18-year-old Gavin Cruiser, is finally in the Collier County Jail. Tonight, the 15-year-old victim's loved ones tell me their lives will never be the same. August 4th is a day that changed everything for them. I just felt numb. I just felt like my, my world was over. A day filled with tragedy for the family of 15-year-old Wyatt Cicero Gritch. His mom getting a call he was one of five teenagers involved in a terrible crash. Somebody definitely was very hurt. We just didn't know who until I got down there. She spent hours in a Fort Lauderdale hospital with her son, who didn't survive dying just weeks before his 16th birthday. Life just doesn't feel right. State troopers say Gavin Cruiser was behind the wheel, driving into the back of a fuel tanker. The car flipped several times, then hit a guardrail. At the time of the crash, Cruiser was 17. He didn't have a license and was driving his mom's car. Wyatt was thrown from the vehicle onto the road, another teen in the car landing in the median. When investigators asked Cruiser if he was driving, he gave conflicting answers, saying, quote, I don't know if I was driving or if Wyatt was driving. It, it just shows that he has no remorse at all whatsoever. Investigators were able to link Cruiser's DNA with the DNA collected from the driver's seat airbag. On December 9th, troopers arrested him for multiple charges, including vehicular homicide. He was taken to Sarasota County Jail before being transferred to Collier County. You're never going to bring Wyatt back but hopefully we can prevent this from happening to somebody else's child down the road. Wyatt's mom says she'll miss her son every day. I feel like I still wait up at night for him to come home so we could talk about our days. Cruiser is expected in court in Collier County on January 19th. His bond is set at $170,000. I'm reporting in Collier County tonight. Megan Myers, NBC2. <laughs>
It was a devastating story. Five cyclists killed when a truck crashed into them from behind. Now police body cam video has been released of the truck driver tearfully telling cops he fell asleep. But authorities say he also had meth in his system. It's just released body cam video of a truck driver moments after a horrifying crash that killed five bicyclists. I guess I fell asleep because I don't remember it. I remember hitting those people. Jordan Barson tearfully recounted to authorities what just happened on the Nevada highway. You don't remember anything? You just woke up to... Yeah. What? Exactly. To, to seeing bikers? He's given a field sobriety test. Watch as Jordan stumbles, holding onto his truck for support. I'm just real shaking. Authorities now say a high level of methamphetamine was found in Jordan's system. He says he was on his routine courier route when he fell asleep, crashing into the bikers. Five cyclists died at the scene. These 15 bicyclists that were hit by it, people are not moving. There's bodies on the ground. They were a part of a group of friends on a yearly 135-mile adventure called the Nipton Loop, taking them from Nevada into California and back again. Now this trucker will have a lot of explaining to do in court. I guess I fell asleep. The truck driver is facing multiple charges, including five counts of DUI resulting in death. Police are looking for the driver they say crashed into four cars last night in Encanto. Police say it all started when the driver sideswiped an SUV near Woodman and Plaza Boulevard. The driver fled the accident, hit a speed bump, went airborne, and then th hit three parked cars head-on. Male driver got out. He left on foot, leaving his two passengers behind. One of those passengers was taken to the hospital with unknown injuries. Police are still investigating at this hour. News reporter Mary O'Connell joins us live from the crash site. Mary, what do we know? Well, this is a very busy road. We're at State Road 52 and Chicago Avenue in Hudson. Florida Highway Patrol, they're investigating a crash that sent two boys to the hospital with critical injuries. Now, here's a look at some video the scene earlier this evening. The crash happened around 6 o'clock. Florida Highway Patrol says an SUV was going down the road and had a green light. Investigators say a 13 and 14 year old were crossing the road despite a red pedestrian signal and they went into the path of that SUV. FHP says the SUV collided with the boys who suffered critical injuries. One mom tells us she drove through this area just minutes before the crash. She says she saw a group of kids near the road and she says she needed to go around them to get by safely. It could have been my siblings, it could have been my family. And, you know, I'm thankful that it wasn't, but it's still very scary and very heartbreaking for their families a week before Christmas. Pasco County Fire Rescue tells us the teens were flown from the scene to the hospital. No word at this hour on how they're doing. In Pasco County tonight, Mary O'Connell, ABC Action News. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and, of course, now this podcast show. So there you have it. I went ahead and put a little bit of a montage together, if you will, to kind of close out 2020 
And of course, if you listen to it, majority of those things happen just before Christmas. Were they all preventable? Yes. Until next year. We'll be back with more shows, more compelling shows, more things going on. Until then, be safe and keep your phone in the glove box. And remember, I don't want to die today, do you?